The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. What's up, Mile High City? Jake Meyer. You can find me on Twitter at Jake Meyer Radio. Filling in for Danny till he gets here. Uh, shouldn't be too much longer before Danny shows up, but I will hold it down until he gets here. What's up? How was the weekend? And we had a lot of action, both you know, at, on the baseball diamond, on the on the ice rink, and on the NBA courts. The this weekend, so I'm gonna just dive right into it, and I'm gonna start here with the Avs. Um, Got to talk about Sam Gerrard and Bennington. The all the controversy around these injuries. You know, Barbashev comes in, you know, and and hits our guy Sam Gerrard in the back. It wasn't a it wasn't a headshot. He hit him in the back, and you know, subsequently he hit his head on. The boards, and that, you know, it wasn't even the head injury that that really was was the issue. He, he broke his sternum. My goodness, uh, that was rough for Sam Gerrard right there. And you know, not too much longer than that. Uh, it, a lot of time, not a lot of time passes in the game, and then there's a a rebound that Kadri's going for, and he gets bumped into by Rosen, and. Then both Kadri and Rosen slam into Bennington, and Bennington is injured, maybe out for the rest of the series. And you have Sam Gerrard, who's out indefinitely. So if you ask me, I I don't know what these Blues fans are crying about. These Blues fans need to shut up and realize that they are the ones who had the dirty play and hurt Sam Gerrard and Kadri does not deserve any of what he's getting. You know, I get he has a, a bad reputation when it comes to this type of stuff, but I truly believe that Kadri has learned from his mistakes in the past, and he's not going to risk getting a suspension in this Avalanche playoff run. They learned last year that they need Kadri, and Kadri just just saw his team. Last year, lose four straight games to the Vegas Golden Knights after he got uh, suspended. You know, well, not all of it was after he got suspended, but you know what I'm saying. He he plays a big role on this team, so I doubt Kadri's going to do anything dirty. That was not a dirty play. I don't care what any Blues fan says. I can't wait to hear what Andrew has to say about it, but get out of here with that. But regardless, the Avs got the dub. A 5-2 victory, and they take the series lead 2-1. And that's exactly what Avs fans needed this this team to do to restore their faith, to restore their confidence that the Avs were not going to blow another second round. So the beauty of it was that after Bennington got hurt, the Avs played like they were playing against a backup goalie putting in all five goals after Bennington gets hurt. And, you know, I got to tip my cap to Bennington. He is a baller. He is he is a, a, a great goalie. You know, all, ser- all series long, he's been keeping the abs down a little bit. And he's a big reason why they got that win here in Colorado in game two. 
He's been phenomenal lately. And right when he goes down, that's when the Avs start their onslaught onto the St. Louis Blues. And there was some uh, goalie confusion on that Landeskog goal, which was hilarious to see. You know, <laughs> their, uh, their goalie, I don't know if he thought he wasn't supposed to be on the ice or why he was so far out and not in net. And it cost him. It cost him a goal. And that was really, you know, maybe the dagger. It was the fourth goal. You know, it was it was already. I think uh, it was three to two at the time, and that that was the uh, the 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 winning goal, pretty much. Yeah, it was three to two at the time. Landeskog gets one, and then Lakenin gets the final goal. He scores two goals in the game. Kadri scores. Logan O'Connor scores. And Darcy Kemper looked great. 29 saves, a 93 uh, save percentage. They're looking good. And they got their confidence back. That was really what the Avs needed to do right after losing that game. They they couldn't lose another one in a row. They couldn't lose back-to-back games. Because if that happens, all of your confidence as a team starts to dwindle. You know, you start talking a little bit like, you know, you start looking for somebody to blame. The locker room probably starts to get a little testy and you know that's it's huge for the for the avalanche to win this game and for the rest of the series now the abs have home ice advantage again they the blues kind of you know blew an opportunity here in, in having that home ice advantage you blew it! so it's unfortunate for them unfortunate for blues fans but the Avs got it done, and you know, staying in the NHL realm of things, the Tampa Bay Lightning, man, they are going to sweep the Florida Panthers. Are you kidding me? They're already up 3-0 in the series. They play again tonight. It, it's, not, it's not looking good at all for the Florida Panthers. And, hey, maybe this, this whole President's Trophy curse thing is real because... It happened to the Avs last year. Florida Panthers playing amazing all season long just for this to happen to them. Man, that hurts for the Florida Panthers. And, you know, the New York Rangers are looking good as well. A 3-1 victory over the Canes on Sunday, giving them a 2-1 series lead. And, my goodness, 4-1 victory for the Oilers over the Calgary Flames. Uh, Edmonton takes the lead 2-1 in that series. And Connor McDavid, oh my goodness, this kid is a magician. He uh, he looked really good in that game. Um, a phenomenal goal, you know, he where he you know fakes the goalie on one side, goes to the other, scores, and you know he he's showing why he's one of the best players in this league right now. And you know there was a lot of. Um, NBA action as well, which we can talk about later on in the show. But I want to hear from you guys. 303-831-1340 is the hotline and the GoFast Energy Drink text line. Or you can tweet at me at Jake Meyer Radio. What did that win do for you for the Avalanche? Did that win restore your confidence in the series? Did it make you think that the Avs are going to win the rest of this series? Uh, how how are you feeling about the Bennington injury? Where does that uh, 
where does that take this series now? Is it all in the Avs' favor? Do the do the Avs lose a single game after after the injury? Let us know. Call in, text in, tweet at us. We'll be here. Uh, but for now, we got to take a break. And on the other side, I'll dive into some of the NBA playoffs that went down this weekend. Golden State looking like a powerhouse. And Luka, oh my goodness. I don't know if he can uh, show his face around uh, town anymore after that poster. But uh, we'll dive into that next here on the Smile Line Morning Show, Smile Line Sports. It's a seven-shot comeback for JT. The Warriors come out to play and the Rockies get rolled all on a threat making first segment missing after Math Monday audition Jake let's go oh my goodness gracious who do you think you are what it do what it do baby yeah, hey it's it's not the same without the, it's not, the it's turn not. of the mat. No, I mean like that's a don't get me wrong. A Diddy's good every time. You know, take that, take that bad boy. You know, we're down with bad boy for life. Um, I mean we ride together. We die together. We're, we're bad, bad boys for life. life. So yeah, but good job on the hockey stuff. Let's do that hockey. I like how you did that hockey. Yeah. I mean, you know, I had to that's You're one of our hockey experts. I mean so not really. Uh I, I watch a little bit of hockey. Expert I, might be strong. Folk, folk hero. Oh. Hockey folk hero. I would say I'm a casual. You're a casual? I would say I'm a little casual. Cash? Uh, you you know, can hold your own. I can hold my own. You can hold your own. People would think I watch hockey, but I don't yeah. I don't really watch hockey like that. Yeah. Uh, not like I watch the NBA or the NFL. I'm starting to get into it a little bit more though. Okay. It's you know, you can it matters and even you know what's happening around the rest of the playoffs matter too when you're thinking I'm going on to win. A Stanley Cup, you know. Uh, let's talk about these abs here a little bit. You did a good job. Appreciate it. Sorry about that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, they're about to get their asses waxed in game four. The Blues. Oh, I thought you were talking about the abs. No, none. You know, the abs the are going to put it all over the Blues, and there's going to be a couple of scraps in there. And this Bennington is a total punk ass. Their coach is a racist, notorious jerk. <laughs> you know, um, th- their head coach is one of the bad guys. Duh, Duh. like in the league. <laughs> and that's it. So um, the Blues got it coming to them here in game four. And the Avs take care of business at home. In game five for, you know, 250 in nosebleeder. Would you pay 100 to get into the building? For game five? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Would you pay 200 each ticket times two? I mean, now we're talking. Just for game five. Now we're talking Disneyland kind of money. You know what I mean? Now I'm talking like I'm planning my Huntington Beach. I'm, you know, we're probably going to do Universal. 
I'll pass if it's like 200 to take it. Yeah, I think so. It's a little bit too much. If we're talking like Stanley Cup, I'll pay whatever, honestly. Especially when us media guys get in for free anyways most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Anyways, uh, I thought the Avs are back. One little loss doesn't derail anything that uh, the expectations are very high. So if they don't look great, then everyone's wondering what's up. Well, you know, Mark Kisla, stupid idiot. Hold up, hold up, Mark Kisla. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. He's an idiot. Don't listen to this. He's an idiot. Mark right, Kisla calls Bednar a uh, Ken doll. He's, I mean, he's an idiot. And it says he doesn't have his team ready to go? Huh. Interesting. Mark Kisla helped make the newspaper industry what it is today. Out, Out of business. Get <laughs> uh, serious. Mr. Walkway. Mr. Walk down me on the walkway. Lead me to the building. F you, Gizla. I don't know. His, what a ridiculous. I mean, you know, just when you think. Hey, just when you thought Mark Kisla couldn't get any dumber. He goes and pulls a stunt like this. Okay. Great win for the Avs. I hope Bennington is out the rest of the series. He was walking pretty fine to me. He was walking fine enough to throw water bottles at guys. He's throwing water bottles at Kadri? Listen, Kadri's borderline genius, borderline psychopath. Okay? You know what I mean? Right. I, that's not the kind of guy whose skin I'm trying to get under because he will hurt you. He's going to hurt somebody. You know what I mean? I might give him a green light here. Do you know what? Let's go miss a game or two. Take a shot. What do you want? I mean, this series is over. <laughs> Bennington's probably out for the rest of the series. And uh, at this point, I think the abs can get it done without Codrick. What Just a go, bunch of punks the Blues are. Go knock a dude out. I mean, Codrick's out here getting... Landis Scog's going to take care of some business for us. Team captain was going to take care of some business for us. No doubt about it. Uh, Barbashev is getting knocked out. Did Barbazon? Barbashev. Oh, okay. He's getting decked. I want to see it. That was a dirty hit on Sam Gerrard, and he knows it. And that's why Blues fans are making trying to make a big old distraction, trying to say Kadri was the one who should get suspended, when really, Barbashev is the dirty player. Is St. Louis? I, I don't want to get into a whole thing. As a, nah, you can't. Racist. No, I don't want to say that. I don't, does that city have a, like a rich, thick history of racism? I don't really know. Probably. But like, I mean, like the guy, I don't know. Their fans are, you know, there's threats. They're threatening Kadri. Death threats. Keys. Rosen was the one who hit Kadri into Bennington. You should be sending death threats to Rosen. He's pissed. Like his cousin. Josh Rosen, you know, it's like after the first couple picks and I didn't get drafted, it was like I kind of blocked out. I stopped caring. off, I fell. Uh, one, two, and three um, went by and uh, uh, just kind of went into a blur after that. I was, I was really angry. Teams were passing on me. And I was honestly expecting to get picked at some point and have to fake a smile and go up and, and uh, pretend to be happy. But for, but for some reason, when I got picked, all of that went away, and it just went to straight excitement and relief. That was the Blues head coach. 
I was uh, pissed. <laughs> then I like blocked out for a minute. And I threw a water And I remember like how rich my dad is and how hot my girlfriend is. <laughs> and uh, I knew at that moment everything was going to be okay. <laughs> and then I was like, I got a call from John Tezarian. <laughs> I don't know, man. So the blues, that was the worst. This stuff that they're doing was the dumbest, worst stuff that could have happened for them. Because I'm expecting the abs to go put one of those seven-piece nuggets, seven-piece uh, dinner meals with two sides and biscuits on these blues. It's going to be bad. This game is going to get... Uh, it is going to be badass. It is badass. Well, we got a text we got from Noit. Okay. He says, Avs taking this series home without a doubt now. Avs in five. Going to be a chippy game tonight. There's, it's going down tonight. There's a couple fights. Couple, it's, yeah. A couple fights. It's going down. I'm at the mall. Meet me at the club. It's going down. Meet me at the mall. I want Landis Gog to give Shen... That three-piece combo he did last year. Ooh. <laughs> uppercut, uppercut, uppercut. Dang. Another one. Another right by Landy. Another right by Landy. And then he's so handsome, too. You're getting beat up by like a good-looking dude. It's hard to, you know, you like don't want to hit his face. That adds insult to injury. <laughs> you're like, you're, all so, you're so pretty, <laughs> and now you're still so uh, tough. What? Why'd you get so strong and handsome? Uh, okay, so went to took the girls on Saturday night to the Rockies. Okay, got that big win. We're bombing them. Everyone's happy. Took JJ and his cousin to the one o'clock yesterday, and we had a game at six. We didn't know if we we're gonna play all day long, all day long. Okay, Castle Rock. So the Rockies lose to dessert yesterday, but we're undefeated. Thunder baseball. Okay, we're like ten zero and one. So we play a team, a yeah. Hawks team. We hate this Hawks team. The weather was miserable. It's freezing. Okay. It was a nightmare. Okay. I pitch uh, Chase and I pitch Liam Sorelli. We're up three to zero. Okay. Liam Sorelli is one of our best players, which gives a five runs. At some point, I maybe I should have gotten him out of there, but he's a good player, and you have to warm up a whole nother pitch. I'm waiting to bring JJ. Do I bring him in? Do I bring him in? Do I bring him in? Okay, it's five to three. We're down five to three. Are you with me? Uh, yep, yep. This game's over. Um, Cade, too cold. Quit on the bench. Princeton Sanders, blanket over him on the bench. He's sitting out. Too cold for Princeton Sanders to play. Uh, let's see who else quit and cried. I had Jacob who was crying. Never got back into the game. couple strikeouts, too cold crying. And one of my best players, Kane, jammed up a finger. This is the last thing in the game. He's crying. Can I say when you ask? He's a good player. He, this kid wants to do everything. Coach, can I do this? And he's kind of hurt. So I had like two or three guys hurt, and I had two or three guys quit. They're nine-year-olds, and it's cold. But that other freaking Hawks team is cold, too. And I, these coach, I, don't, I do not like their coaches. We do not like each other. Um... Sorelli, it's the bottom of the, it's the uh, top. It's the top of the last inning of the game. It's the fifth inning, okay? We go six, but at the time, it was just drug and drug and drug. Um, we're down five to two, and I'm telling the guys, they're, they're about to take this away from us. There goes our undefeated record. They're cold two guys. I just had some guys who quit. I, they, I had some guys who shut it down, okay? I have uh, Sorelli go up. Uh, takes a walk. This game's over. JJ had a strikeout early. 
it's just like cold. I tell JJ, let's go do this. I don't tell him too much. I don't tinker with JJ. I don't mess with him. Okay. I go up there and the play before, right? The play before their right fielder. I tell one of our coaches, Eli's dad, his name is Jamie. Good dude. I'm like, oh, look how shallow this dude is playing over here. This right fielder. Look how shallow he's playing. It's over with, right? So JJ uh, takes a strike one. It's just like this. It's it's the ball game right there. I mean, we're packing it up. I think we have an out or two. Um, JJ high swing drives the ball to right field off the ball's glove or off the boys. Uh, the ball goes off the boys' glove. Sorelli scores. JJ's rounding second. They throw the ball in. There's like an overthrow. JJ can't really see. And I swear to you, our coach Doug, who is a good dude, I don't know if I he probably stopped him. JJ ran right through it. <laughs> Turns it, goes home, tie game. Everyone's going nuts. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, <laughs> this kid, I mean, JJ is, he's awesome, man. I freaking love this kid. He delivered when it was over for us. He was our only hope, and he's the only guy who could have pulled it up. We were a great team. We had great players. It was drama, bro. And it was, I don't like those coaches. We don't like each other. We're talking stuff to each other the whole game. And JJ saved us. Sorelli had to go back out there, had the bases loaded. They're about to walk off. Juiced. Juiced. Two outs. Um, ball hit back to Sorelli. Little bobble composes himself. Throw to first. We're out of the game. We tie five to five. And we go, we just, we, we walk up these coaches. And I got to tell this uh, head coach, well, I said, who's your head coach here? And he said, uh, I said, I am. He says, this guy, this freaking. This guy speak for you guys? Uh, why? What? And this, this first base coach was talking stuff to us. It was not a big deal. We got class. Okay? And, you know, they're in seventh place or whatever, and we're in first. So we don't full. you know, I just told those guys, we respect you guys. You had a good game today, but this guy made you guys look like a bunch of a-holes, this dude right here. You know what I mean? I just kind of told him to his face. Right. And um, it was drama. That was last night. Six o'clock start. In Castle Rock, freaking freezing. Bro, it was, you know, like, I don't know. We wanted it because we got, there was no practice. We only practiced on Monday. Weather didn't help us out all week, obviously. Games got canceled on Saturday. Uh, His JJ's flag stuff got canceled too. So our Sunday game, we're kind of looking forward to, but it was just like a little bit too cold. We had guys who just straight up kind of quit. I don't, so like I'm in a weird spot. We practiced today. I I don't know if I like, I want all the parents, everyone here, everybody. Kids, parents, everyone. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to call some guys out. They're nine, but also we, we're a first-place team. We've built towards this. This is new. We know each other. The parents, the kids, we know each other. I don't know if I got to put Cade and a few of these guys, Princeton, on blast for, for quitting. No, here's what you got to do. You got to punish the whole team. You got to be like, all right, so these guys want to quit. You know, we, so, mm. so it's going to, you know, you got to make the kids feel bad that they're making their friends punished Ooh, as I well. I love this. And you make everybody run. I love that. You just make everybody run. That's going down. That's going down. But, man. Something my coach would have done to us. I was so angry about the whole thing. I felt like a loss. But I know if we would have lost that game, I'd have felt worse. I'd have been really pissed. But, you know, if the weather was all good, we had him straight up. They had this big boy. I remember from last year, he's tall. He grew. He throws hard. He threw his full 75 pitches, this kid. But that's like, if you can keep it close to, you know, against with one kid, who you don't got another kid like that kid. We do. We got a bunch of JJs and Chases and Sorellis. But 
you know, and then the next guy came in and it was just, damn, it was like that, man. But JJ, the hero, absolute hero for us. And that's it. We're undefeated still. We're in first still. Had to, you know, it's, I didn't, I'd have acted like we needed that loss if we'd have lost the game. But I don't want to lose. We got something very special happening. We're good. And these Hawk coaches, bunch of D's, bunch of wieners, heads, bunch of wiener heads. Okay. And that's it. How was your weekend? I had a good weekend. I like that uh, long sleeve nuggets you got. Yeah, man. I I caught I got this a couple couple times ago that I went to the yeah. ball arena. Nice. Oh, thank you. Preakness. Preakness. Ah, uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> horse racing. Uh, <laughs> the Derby's already over. Uh, what are you talking about? Tom Brady wasn't there at that one. Uh, okay. We'll want, we'll, that'd be sweet to go to the Kentucky Derby one year. If that hair. Ooh. You'd be the only guy with no hat on because if you wear hats, like if you're a guy in the green, wear those big hats. Well, but your hair is so spectacular. See, I could still wear a hat because my hair is so long that it's your hair know. right now. If I put a top hat on you right now, you look like Willy Wonka, Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka, <laughs> and that's a good look. Hashtag free. Johnny Depp. Justice no, I'm for, not on. Yeah. Justice. Are you on Johnny's side or Amber's hurt side? I don't think we should probably pick a side for that. Um, she, I'm, a, I'm against domestic violence. I am too. We do, we keep the domestic stuff at home, but she pooped in the bed on his side of the bed. She pooped in it. That's terrible stuff. You know, have you ever done anything like that? Been no. so pissed? No. Never. At your girl? Never once a thought went through my head that well, I I'm going to show her. Watch this. What was the plan this. to like... When he comes in, lays in it secret, or do you? It, it's under the like you. The sheets are off, and it's right there. Like you're supposed to see when you walk in the door. I think there was some maniacal. Like I want you to lay in your in this real quick. All right. I guess we'll never, never know. know. Let's go to break. Three zero three eight three one thirteen forty. The hotline as well as the text line ninety eight point one FM one zero seven point five HD three. Danny and Jake Molly Sports. On a weekday? Must be feeling it. You got all the feels. Uh, 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. Thanks for being with us on a Monday edition of the program. Lots to discuss, lots to talk about. Hope you guys had a good weekend. We want to hear from you guys. Text line, hotline, all that kind of stuff. Um, let's... So what? Do we have a Tim Connolly update? He's meeting with... The Timberwolves. He's meeting with the Timberwolves, you know, ownership and brass. And I don't, I'm not, I don't know why this is happening. Because this is a real gut check kind of standard and, you know, um, what, what, what plays out here with Tim Connolly is going to be such a true reflection of where this franchise is in terms of its commitment to winning a championship or not. If you can't pay Tim Connolly top five general manager dollars to come and continue to finish the job that he started here, 
He's done a good job. It's never perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Okay? Look at the 76ers. I mean, frick, man, they had it made. Are you kidding me? Simmons and Jimmy Butler. I mean, they were just ripe. I mean, they were just like ready, ready. Are you kidding me? So what did they do? They, you know, cashed in their chips. You let Jimmy Butler walk and sign Tobias Harris. That's a mistake. You trade Ben Simmons or can't work it out with Ben Simmons where, you know, whether that relationship got toxic or not, he was no longer playing for your team and you downgraded in, in James Harden. You got, you went from a 23 year old, 24 year old, seven foot defensive player of the year candidate. And one of the really unique point guards in, in truly in NBA history, no matter what you think of the guy, no heart, whatever in Ben Simmons, very unique of a player. And, that was the wrong move. If you're going to cash him in, it should have been for Kyrie. It should have been for, you know, uh, Bradley, Bill, some kind of assortment of other players, not James Harden. So what did the 76ers do? Uh, they went from trusting the process, number one overall picks over and over again, all this talent to now, like, what do we do? They're going to run it back with James Harden next year. And that same group, you can't really tinker because of the, you know, the, um, because they're, James Harden's contract is enormous. No one will touch it. Tobias Harris, you can't move on from him. Um, and Embiid, you're going to think, is going to lift them and have you know be, be good enough to lift them to an NBA championship? No. They'll have a second-round playoff exit because James Harden has nothing left. And by the season's end, I think that thing probably gets toxic as well. He's washed. He is washed. It already is getting toxic. Embiid's throwing Harden under the bus. Yep, you're right. Said we at the end of uh, that uh, press conference or at the end of the season, he said James Harden. Uh, we're not. That's not James Harden from the Rockets. It's a different James Harden now. And said he needed to be more aggressive. Oh, okay, I'm sure James Harden's going to love to hear that. So, who's done a better job, the 76ers or the Nuggets? Nuggets. I'd say the Nuggets, guys. Who's done a better job? The Lakers with the uh, uh, Rob Polinka? Is that the guy's name? Or Tim Connolly? Lakers. Really? Why? They got a chip. Uh, post chip. Post chip. <laughs> nuggets. Post post championship. It, it, it's Nuggets. Um, tell me some other teams that have put it together a little bit. They again, the Grizzlies. John ja Morant was the number two overall pick. I mean, they had to suck eggs to in order to, you know, for a couple few years, be really down to get really lucky to get John ja Morant. Same thing with Luca and Dallas. And then give it up for Luca because they drafted Trey Young and traded Luca for Trey Young on draft day. Look at that. How did that, you know, how'd that turn out? Luca's an ascending superstar. No matter what's happening right now to them, they'll be swept out of these playoffs, likely. Luca's a top three player in the NBA, incredible generational type of talent. Very unique and very special. Playing with a bunch of bums, kind of like Jokic. Playing with a bunch of bums, but those guys are special. Very special. So, like, I don't know, you know, who would you rather? There might be three or four or five other NBA situations that you might rather take than the Nuggets situation. But that's it, Jake. That's it. There's not 10 other situations I'd rather have than the Nuggets situation. 
they're not eight other teams I'd rather have than Jokic in this group and uh, Jamal Murray coming back in the now, um, you know, prospect of what next season will bring. I might want to look at this like in a season that should have been us being, you know, drafting number seventh or number eighth overall, not making the playoffs, grinding, struggling. Instead, went to the playoffs. We're still amongst the elite teams in the West. And Nikola Jokic, Denver Nugget, NBA basketball player, you know, they snub him for MVP award. Sorry. Uh, we got those MVP, those MP, MVP words back to back. It's it's glorious. It's special. Well, we won't under. We're in the midst and in the middle of it right now, so we can't really we can't have perspective because we're living Jokic right now. We're living it right now. But when this guy's you know aging out and in ten years from now, we'll remember. Damn, Jokic, man. Yeah, man. Jokic's one of the top five centers of all time. They snubbed me for the MVP award. Yeah, man. Jokic, man. That was good. Remember that run we had at the championship? Remember that championship uh, season, 2022, 2023? Well, for Tim Connolly, I really think it's about the money, and I don't and, really well, think it's about money's about respect. Because playing with my money is like what? Playing with my emotions. Yeah. Okay, so and I'm half joking there, but very kind of serious. Right, right. So I think he might leave for the Timberwolves. I mean, what A Rod is is A Rod the owner? Yeah, one of them. Part part. part A Rod's one of the owners. Yeah. I mean, and you see who he's he's dating J Lo. He's got this new one, this new piece right now. Would you rather go work for A Rod or Stan Kroenke? I probably want to rather work for A Rod. Um, but Kroenke's got the pockets to be able to pay for him. So that there, there's a situation there where Kroenke should pay up and needs to pay up, and Tim Connolly has earned it. He, he's been one of the best drafters in recent NBA history, uh, finding steals in the second round, getting taking risks in the draft. The, the one mistake he's made was MPJ signing him to that max contract a little bit early. So I think Tim Connolly wants to stay with the Nuggets. It's just a, a matter of, like you said, respect and money. He's done an incredible job. I mean, he gets – how long has Tim Connolly been on the job here? Probably, what, five, six years? Let me take a peek here. Let me just look. So little, maybe a little more? For sure here. No, not, not the hockey player, Tim Connolly. Maybe seven. What did – let me see here. It's kind of hard to believe that the Nuggets and Tim Connolly are in this position. And then Kisla, why should Nikola, wait, why should Jokic remain loyal to Nuggets if team treats Connolly like replaceable? You have to pay for the post content, I think. I don't think yeah. I've clicked on I went to, I haven't gone to the Denver Post website in years, and I used to be like maybe the first place I used to go for anything, everything. Okay, um, he took over for the Nuggets in June of 2013. So, again, he he drafted Nikola Jokic. He drafted Jamal Murray. He drafted Michael Porter Jr. at 15 overall, okay? Uh, the Jeremy Grant stuff was great. Uh, the landing of Millsap to start the rebuild, not a reboot, you know, was a rebuild. It's a rebuild. 
it's was a, the right movie. guy at the right time to go. In. I mean, the guy, I think he was quietly very underrated. I think Paul Millsap, he's not one of the greatest nuggets of all time, but he was a very, very good nugget, did his job, uh, tough, could create his own shot. I mean, you know, he was a good player. He was a really, really good player. You know, borderline Hall of Fame player. We got him at the back end of uh, was a really good career. Tim Connolly should look at the Bucks and think these Nuggets are a season away from winning a championship. After Giannis goes to win back to back MVPs, Tim Connolly Tim Connolly needs to not only there's realize something to take from that yeah. that that the next year the Bucks won the championship, but also that in that off season they went and got Drew Holiday. They were not idle. And the Nuggets, can't and you know, be at idle. the time, people were like, "All of that for Drew Holiday? He's not even a star." Um, he absolutely is a star, a very quiet one, and he's one of the best point guards in the NBA. Tough, can D up. Um, right after they won that championship, I'll never forget it. The next week, he was playing for the Olympic team, playing big minutes for them, locked up minutes to help USA win a gold medal. Did they win a gold medal? Yeah. Of course they did. It's America. Why wouldn't they have? Let's jam. Turn it up. Yeah. Let me just do this one part. Ready? Walk away. You turn me on. Let's go to Big Smile Sports. in on an aftermath Monday edition of the program 303-831-1340 the hotline as well as the text line I was out Friday um there's the school carnival the little school carnival thing it was cool uh so it was like an extra long week and I felt like I kind of missed another week I missed you guys. I thought about you guys all weekend. Did you guys think about me at all? Not at all. Okay. 303-831-1340, the hotline, as well as the text line. Uh, join the conversation. Peter King. You know Peter King, right? Yeah. Legend. Eh, legend might be strong. Folk, Folk hero. Folk hero, okay. His Monday morning quarterback is amongst the you know most read sports columns in America. Former SI legend. He's still SI? Is SI still a thing? It is, but it isn't. Okay. Um, he ranked the AFC West teams, okay, as following. Chargers 1, Chiefs 2, Raiders 3, and Broncos 4th. What the? You know? Who the? F I'm a dumbass. No, you know. Who the f is that guy? What's throwing me off is like, you know, he's got relationships here. He talks to people here. He comes and spends time here. Every, you know, training camp, Peter King comes to Denver. I don't think he goes to all 30 teams. I know he doesn't. But uh, interesting. I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, we talked about last week how there's a panel of just four dudes. Two analysts and two former players. Ninkovich, uh, I don't know, Jeremy Fowler, 
No, none of them had the Broncos winning the division. Uh, what are we so far into the forest we can't see the trees, Jake? And we're just thinking that this thing's gonna happen overnight. Or Peter King and these other people have it right, and it's gonna be a little bit more of a process than we anticipated. Um, I, I think it's gonna be a little bit of both. Uh, it's gonna take a little bit of time, obviously. Like we talked about on the podcast uh, last week, you know the Peyton Manning days. They started off very slow. Right when he came in. 11 and 6 is starting to feel right to me. That's six losses. You know, you got to beat Russell Wilson and these guys, this defense, you know, Coach Hackett, uh, Javante and Melvin. You got to beat them six times. I think the Broncos will go 11 and 6. I'd be hard on that right now. 11 and 6 is a good number. They're, it feels like the right number. They're, they're better than 10 and 7. 10 and 7 is feeling a little bit too close to 500 football to me. Broncos well, are better than that. Well, their over-under is 10 and a half. So that would be taking the over. I think the Broncos win 11 games. And if they kind of quote-unquote, you know, hit every green light, you know, if they're extra healthy, if their injuries come in the form of guys who aren't key position difference making Sertan like players, then I am Sertan that this team is going to have a chance to win the division. Oh, thank you. You know, right? Absolutely. I don't, I'm, I'm not saying the Broncos are going to go 14 and three. I mean, I want to talk crazy like that. And I think that's... Could you see something like that? Happen? I can next year. I can next year because the year, you know, Peyton came in 2012. They added him. He brought Stokely along with him. And what was Welker? Wait, Welker? Yeah, Welker came along too. And we, we just really added Peyton. And what happened? I mean, almost overnight, they started the season two and three, but then they won eight in a row. Lost to the Ravens. We thought, you know, that should have been it for us. Um, the next year, they tinker. They tinker. And go to Super Bowl and lose to the Seahawks in, you know, dramatic, glorious fashion, right? That offseason is the offseason where they went to leave Emmanuel Sanders, DeMarcus Ware, TJ Ward, and more. They added more guys than that. And then, you know, eventually in 2014, I, I, that one's kind of on John Fox, but all those guys were so crucial to the eventual, you know, the eventual winning of the Super Bowl in 2015. So eventually here, you know, I mean, they made some great moves here. You know, they added Russell Wilson, Randy Gregory. I mean, this dude, who's that big cat for Jones from the 49ers? Beefcake? They added some pieces, and yeah, I th and they're going to be good. Yet, I guess what I'm saying, this next off season, this next off season is going to be the off season where like, okay, we're good, let's go get great 
and add some players that are going to knock everybody's socks off, how they get that guy. Um, and just, you know, who's who are they going to be these guys to put him over the top like Emmanuel was and like, you know, uh, DeMarcus Ware was and like TJ Ward was. Yeah, you're right. And especially considering this the is fact, just the beginning, especially considering the fact that this is Hackett's first year coaching. When Peyton came in, John Fox was already there for a year. He came in in 2011 and. Peyton came in 2012, so he was already established there as the head coach. Hackett, on the other hand, he's coming in at the same time as Russ, so maybe it might even be better so that both these guys can really solidify something together, as opposed to, you know, having to, you know, have him adjust to a, a system that was already. In I place. mean, this legal is all about quarterback play, and we have a real quarterback. You know, when we didn't have a quarterback. We stretched that list to about there's only 10 quarterbacks that are really worth a damn. And we added the Dax in there. You know, you got to put some young guys in there. Um, there's really five or six quarterbacks that who you can really win with. Okay? And that ain't Kirk Cousins. Okay? It's just not. And that's really not Dak. We know who these guys are. Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Rodgers, Brady and Wilson. That's it. Who am I leaving out? Okay, Stafford. Okay? That's seven guys, I think. And we got one. And all those other teams who have those guys, what are they, Jake? Every one of those teams with all those other guys. Is any one of those teams less than a 10 or 11, 12 game winner? No. Not one. Not one of those guys. And the same thing's going to play true here. We'll talk a bit more on the other side. It's Miley Sports.